0: You're listening to episode number 44 of the Fashion Your Passion podcast. I have a special guest this week, and I know I said last week that I love to interview so many people, but this guy is such a special human being. His name is Lee Chambers. And he is the epitome of personal development and really transforming your life and then taking that transformation and helping others. We have such similar missions that I really wanted to connect with him and talk about all the different things, you know, about how to transform your own life, how to lead that into impact, how people can sort of create impact in their life and just all of those things. I'm super excited about this episode and I think you guys are going to love it too. I think that Right now is a great time to transfer your life. I know I say it every week, but I really mean it. I think for me personally, because school is now over, I'm really seeing sort of the light of this quarantine, you know, being home situation. And I know I'm personally sort of reshifting my life, refiguring out what I want to do, how I can get more involved in things that I truly want to get involved in. I'm not just doing the things just because they're things that I thought I needed to do. And I think that you guys... If you want to, and you think you're sort of in a, in a place where things aren't really going well or things are not, you know, just the way you want them, how you can curate your life to make them the way you want them. Let's get into this episode because I'm super excited about it. And I hope you feel my passion throughout this episode. Welcome to the Fashion Your Passion podcast. I'm your host, Sammy Reyes, a college student here to help you fashion your passion and transform your life. This past year, I've learned a lot about living out your true passions and implementing the best habits, and I'm ready to share these tips with you. Season 3 is nothing like you've ever heard on any other podcast before, and I am so excited to take you on this journey with me. Let's get to it. As many of you know, this podcast was just a 4 a.m. idea in preparation for a school project. Now it is a way that I get to spread my voice and help other teens create the best habits for their life. I want to hear your voice too. Anger is the easiest way to make a podcast. It's free. There's all the tools you need in the app or on their website. And my favorite part is that Anchor distributes your podcast for you so that it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and so many more. You can make money from your podcast too. It's everything you need and all you have to do is go to anchor.fm or download the free Anchor app to get started. I can't wait to listen to your podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the podcast. This week I have environmental psychologist and well-being consultant, Lee Chambers. Lee, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you, Sammy. It's a pleasure to be on.
0: Can you just give my listeners a little bit about you and what you do and sort of talk about the journey to how you got to where you are today?
1: Yeah, so it's been quite a journey. I originally graduated from university quite a while ago now, into the credit crunch and found that the psychology degree that I'd done and the finance job that i then got out of university. After six months, I'd lost both my professional training and the job itself because of the environmental economic situation. So that put me on a path to try and find exactly what I wanted to do. I set up a video game business. I went back to work with unemployed people, helping them back into work. I then started working in government trying to make things more efficient. I had a period where I worked in elite sports, so helping sports people and athletes become high achievers and high performers. And then lost the ability to walk and that put me on a journey to actually find what I really wanted to do. And it took something that serious to put me on that path. And now today I help people and employees become better, not only in terms of the performance and the productivity, but in terms of the health the well-being and the happiness and that for me is a really fulfilling job and is what I wanted to do all along it just took me quite a journey to find the thing that made me happy myself
0: yeah it's so crazy that like the most like you know sort of impactful thing on your life could really you know help you find exactly what you want to do in your life you have been sort of all over the map in terms of like careers and stuff like that. What's the biggest lesson that you learned in terms of finding your way and like the actual path that you need to take for the rest
1: of your life? I think possibly the biggest lesson is that really it's the questions that you ask yourself that will get you the answers. So in many ways, asking yourself the question, you know, what do I want to do when I leave education? probably not a great question because for most people not really that sure some people have a really good idea but it's because the parents have told them they should be that or they think that it would be a good career to go into but you never really know until you're there so I kind of tell my clients and when I go into education i talk to students about how I kind of failed my way to finding what I really wanted to do. That actually probably a better question to ask yourself is, what value would you like to bring to the world? And then look back on your life so far and list down as many things as you can that you know you really enjoy doing, experiences that you you were happy doing. And then look at those experiences and pick the few where those experiences helped other people and made other people feel well and healthy. And if you take those experiences and look and almost think that you're 90 and you're meeting the president and he's going to give you an award, what would you want that award to be for? Yeah. If you can think like that and think, what, what would that award be? What, what would the president say? I achieved this. And if you actually think like that, you'd probably be quite close to thinking what you would really like to do on your own journey, your own path.
0: Yeah. And I've never heard that sort of like take before. That's really, really interesting to think about because, you know, a lot of the time, like there are so many people out there who talk about like, oh my gosh, you just find your passion and just, you know, then you'll find your purpose and stuff like that. And, you know, with the title of this podcast, which is Fashion Your Passion, my sort of take on that was like, I want to help you find what you are passionate about currently. That way, when you pursue that and like do something that makes you happy, you can sort of that sort of leads you to, you know, like whatever else will unfold with that. So I really, really like your take on it and sort of, you know, looking at the grand scheme of things and thinking about how do you want to bring value to this earth and how do you want to, like, what, what award would you get for that? You mentioned when we were chatting over email that something you also touch on and think about is how purpose can be a driver for success. So can you just touch on that a little bit for me?
1: Oh, definitely. And I think that in a lot of ways, success is very personal to each individual person. So what success for one person is, or what success that society tells you success is, isn't necessarily what you will feel success is. So one of the big things is, imagine you're climbing a mountain, and, and that mountain is your little journey of your life. And you go that mountain, and you never really think about it. But somehow you scrabble your way to the top then when you're at the top, you're looking out over the valley and see that this isn't the mountain that I wanted to climb. I wanted to climb that one over there. And what purpose does actually is gives you a very interesting idea of what you might like to be. But your purpose doesn't necessarily drive you. It just acts as a compass to make sure you climb the right mountain. It's the little missions that you undertake to achieve your purpose that are the process of you climbing that hill And you will, you know, reach the first base camp by achieving a few different missions. And then in a lot of ways, you're going to find obstacles on that path. It's never going to be smooth sailing. Sometimes it's going to get quite steep. And sometimes you're probably going to have to go through, you know, some challenges and some failures and maybe a little bit of suffering to find your way up that path. But when you've got the power of why you're climbing that path and the will to climb it, it makes it so much easier to get over those obstacles and to endure that suffering and to actually be resilient and have the mindset that I am climbing this mountain. It's my journey. It's mine. And you take that ownership of it. And that makes it so much easier when you've got that weight in the backpack on your back. That weight becomes tools to help you along the way. And those little tools are things like, you know, journaling and understanding yourself and other people in the world around you and actually caring and finding what works for you, what makes you fulfilled and what makes you happy. Because we're all here in many ways to reach our potential and then use that potential to help other people. And it's about kind of finding that and you've got to get up your own mountain before you can help other people effectively and purpose will help drive you up that mountain. Yeah,
0: I love that so much. And the analogy, you go you know, deep into that, which I truly, truly love. And I always say dreams, they're painful and they take a lot of pain in order to achieve. So, what is sort of your definition of success? And how do you view success in terms of like once you can call yourself quote unquote successful?
1: So, for me, it's, it's quite defined in terms of that I want to positively impact the health outcomes and well being of a million people in my lifetime. And that is kind of like what my award would be from the queen over here. (laughs) Whoever's on the throne, if there even is one, who knows? But yeah, I'd like to leave the earth knowing that I'd helped a lot of other people to prevent and not have to go through what I went through when I lost the ability to walk. And just to be able to live happier, healthy lives and know that they go home to their families and are happier with the children and happier with the partners. They go to work and happier with everyone in the office. They drive on the roads and they're not getting angry on the roads because they're happy. They're going to see their friends and spreading happiness and health all around. And to be honest, if we can get the world like that and there's lots of people spreading health and happiness, then the world will be a better place. And that's kind of how I want things to be in the future.
0: I love that. I truly love that. And we both have very big missions to impact a lot of people and I feel like sometimes it can feel like you know you're not making progress because it just doesn't feel like you are. So what is your thoughts on like the whole idea of falling in love with the journey, falling in love with the process instead of like, you know, trying so hard to reach that end result? Like what are your thoughts on that and your take on that?
1: Okay. So in a big way, we live in an outcome focused society. And as soon as you start education, it's all about the grades, always about the grades. it's not about the work along the way, it's not about the practicing and the understanding. it's about getting the grades and the paper at the end, and that will allow you to pass on to the next next stage of education or the next stage of your life. And unfortunately, that, along with society telling us that it's all about what we get, not about how we get it, means that the journey and the process becomes almost unsexy, uninteresting, not what's going to fulfill us. And in some ways, as humans, we do attach to possessions and do attach to outcomes naturally. That's how we've survived so long. So it's kind of having the understanding that we will always have a little bit of outcome focus within us. But in terms of the big outcome for our ambitious goals to change the world, How I see it is that ambitious goal is a massive statue and in many ways I'm taking a sledgehammer to that statue and smashing it into 10,000 pieces and each of those little fragments I can do one of those little fragments every day for Mm -hmm. the rest of my life and that'll compound over time. If I glue one of those fragments it looks like nothing. After a year it still doesn't really look very big. After 10 years, you've got a foundation. And hopefully after 50 years, I'll have that statue. I'll have achieved that goal. And sometimes the journey is difficult. Sometimes a journey involves suffering. But from that suffering comes growth and understanding from the mistakes that you've made. And really, in many ways, yeah, the journey doesn't sell. The journey is not particularly sexy. But if you understand that, it's not really the outcomes, but the person you become to get the outcomes and achieve the outcomes that you want. When you start to connect to that, you realise you've got a purpose. You wake up in the morning and you're ready to go because you're achieving part of something bigger, but you broke it down into lots of little pieces so you can actually do it and feel like you're making progress, even when it's baby steps and even when people don't believe in you and people feel that, like, you know, you should be doing something else and that makes you strong and resolute and gives you a little bit of armour to keep marching when things get difficult. And they always will, because our lives are up and down. It's never always up. It's almost like a heartbeat on an ECG. You know, you're going to be up, you're going to be down, but you know that there's another upcoming if you keep going and keep positive.
0: Yeah, I love that. And I love the idea, you know, of just when you have a big goal, breaking it down into smaller pieces and trying to achieve those pieces every day. What are your tips on sort of when someone has a big goal, you know, what do you say to how they can break that down into those small pieces if they don't know how to do that?
1: It's a process of asking questions because your goal needs to be relatively specific and there needs to be a way to measure it. And when you've got those specific, you can make it smaller. So if you've got a goal to influence 10 million people, well, you can gradually make that smaller and take it down. So it could be to influence 10 people every week. And if your goals are a bit fluffy, then it makes it more difficult to break them down. So sometimes it's about actually looking at your big goal, which is highly likely to be ambitious. And, you know, if you want to change the world, that's great. But how are you going to change the world? And we kind of look at why you want that goal. How are you going to achieve it? And what are you going to do to achieve it? And once we kind of got that clarity on exactly what it is that you want to do, how you're going to do it and why you want it, it's actually quite easy to start to break it down into smaller, more manageable chunks. And you all know the kind of the idea ask a man to eat an elephant in a day and he'll balk at the idea but let him do it in chunks and he'll be able to do it obviously none of us should be eating elephants so
0: (laughs) yes yes of course so say this person comes up to you and they're like Lee I don't know what I want to do with my life I don't feel like I have any sort of pull towards anything really I feel like Nothing right now, and I want to find fulfillment, some purpose, something to do with my life. What would you say to them? Where do they start, you know, and how do they move forward?
1: Oh, definitely. And quite a lot of us never really get the chance to stop and ask ourselves the questions of what we truly want. And a lot of people end up choosing things based on what they enjoy at the college and what parents tell them they should be, what the parents were themselves. And when people come in and they're really like, I just don't know, it becomes a, a process of asking questions to kind of find what do you enjoy? Because sometimes from our hobbies and our friendships and all the little bits of our lives that we're able to analyze, we can see that there's trends across them all. Why are you friends with these people? What are they interested in? What do you actually enjoy doing? Because Sometimes your passion, you can't monetize it. You really enjoy it, but there's not a place in the world yet for anyone to pay you to do it. So sometimes your passion might not be something that you can do as a career because it doesn't yet exist. But who knows in the future it might do. I think it was only 20 years ago if someone would have said, oh, you can make money by playing games and filming it, people would have been like, oh, you can play games and make money Make any sense? Playing games is a hobby. <laughs> yeah, but now there's people who stream games and make millions of pounds. So your passion might not make you money now. It might do in the future. But it's like, what are you interested in? What do you like doing? And start to look why do I like that? Why do I enjoy that? Why do when I do that I can do it for six hours and I, and I don't think about anything else. And it's kind of looking at what those things you you know you you obsess over, those things that you really like and. You kind of need to look, do I really like it? And what is it about it that I really like? And when you start to look at it, why is this person my best friend? Why is this my hobby? Why do I enjoy this subject at school? Why do I not like? And sometimes you need to look at what you don't like. And that shows you things that also when you look into it, that's why you don't like that. And, you know, we all grow and we all go on a journey. And it doesn't matter that you don't know now. Because you could pick a job and decide you wanted that career and get there and realise you didn't like it, like (laughs) so many people do. So many people pick a subject to go and study at university and after two weeks they decide, it's not for me. Mm -hmm. thought it was, but it's not. And transfer to another course and find that that's excellent, an excellent fit. And in some ways, that's like the world, you never truly know until you get there But if you spend some time to think about it, you'll be much more equipped than someone who hasn't.
0: Yeah. That's so good. That is so good. Yeah. I know for me like in my first year of college I changed my major I think like four times because I was like, you know, I used to like this and then now I like this, and now I like that, but luckily I found one that combines a lot of the things that I like to do together which is wonderful. When you decided to sort of commit your life to what you're doing now, what were sort of like the responses you got from like your friends and your family and stuff like that and if there were any negative ones, how did you sort of combat that and move forward?
1: In a lot of ways, I had to distill and find a way to explain to people. And the people close to me, most of them had known my journey and known the challenges that I'd gone through. And naturally, there was a few people who were like, it's quite a shift. We know you've got qualifications in it, but you've not got experience. You know, you're maybe not the most person-centric person centric communicator that we know and you are going to have challenges and you know there's going to be skills that you need to brush up on and in some ways that doubt fuels you on because you know that quite often these people are speaking to you from a place of love and they're saying it's good that you're getting outside your comfort zone and going on a different career path but maybe just think about improving in this area or improving in that and for some people But I know there's some people who really, really suffer where they're in families where you're either a doctor, a lawyer, or you're a failure. And it's really difficult for those people to step aside from the family and the friend's expectations and go and do something. And you will find that some people are willing to come on that journey with you. And some people are very, very resistant and don't want you to do that. Now, in some cases, you'll find that those people are so resistant that actually you don't want them on the journey with you. But in a strange way, it gives you the fuel to prove them wrong. And even though that kind of anti-purpose is kind of looked upon as not really the best way to get motivation, actually, to prove people wrong, it gives us a lot of power because they've doubted us. But if it really is our journey, if it really is our passion and our purpose, then that's extra fuel in our tank that we wouldn't have otherwise. So sometimes you've got to look and think, okay, so they don't believe I can do it, but I do. And in fact, I'm going to show them. And on the other side, they will look at me and say, you know what? I shouldn't have doubted you because you can and you have. And... We have a society where some jobs are looked up at, some jobs are looked down on, some people believe, oh, you'll never make any money doing that. But again, it's about you and your journey. And maybe you have the opportunity while you're young to try something and it doesn't work. And don't be afraid to try. It's an amazing journey going finding yourself. And there's so many people who I come across in my work who are 50 years old, and they went into a career straight out of college or university, and they've just done that job. And it's not what they wanted to do, but they've just done it for all these years. And now the 50, the children have left home, or the partners become ill, or one of the close friends has died, and they've just realised, I've spent 30 years not being me, not on my path. and. They come and they're heartbroken because they know that they're now closer to death than they are to being a child again, and they've wasted most of their life doing something like that it wasn't them. They've lived someone else's path. So it's really important that, especially you know, when you're young, it's a perfect chance. You know, you've got you've got all the energy, you've got that youthful exuberance, and there is safety nets. You can try, you can fail, you can bounce back even higher. And that's what, you know, life's about. Mistakes, yeah, mistakes give you really good data to learn. And I almost say to people, go and try it. But in your head, put a lab coat on. Think you're studying science. You're in an experiment. And you know what? This experiment might work. And it's excellent when it works. But when it doesn't, don't feel sad. Because you know what, you can just try the experiment again. If anything, you now know what doesn't work. Anything that was invented that's any good took a million, a million times to get it right. The light bulb took a thousand, a thousand, and however many times it took. And so many things try and they fail, but then you learn and you come back again. And if you think like companies like Apple made a whole bunch of apples that weren't very good. And they had to turn it around and learn from the failures to become better. And almost every company has gone through that. And almost every person has gone through that. If you look at the journey, yeah, you can fail, you can make mistakes, but every time you do, you learn something new.
0: Yeah, that's so, so, so good. Before we roll into the final question, where can people find you on social media and the interwebs?
1: So I'm on Essentialize at Twitter. And on Instagram and Facebook, I'm at Essentialized Coach. And my website is essentialized.co.uk and leadchambers.org. Beautiful. And yes,
0: those will all be in the show notes. So for the final question of the podcast, this is something that I ask every single guest who has ever come on. Based off of the title of the podcast, which is Fashion Your Passion, what is one tip that you would give dreamers based off how you have fashioned your passion?
1: The biggest tip I would give if you want to fashion your passion is take a moment to get out a pad of paper and reflect on all the things you've done in your life so far and just write them down, tip your head to the side and let them fall out of your ear onto the paper. And really there's a massive power on getting your thoughts down into a paper form so you can look and you can just think. And if you do that, It'll only take one side of paper and you'll be so much closer to fashioning that passion because you'll see all the things link up. They really do. The things that you enjoy, they might look completely different. But when you think a bit more, you realise there's lots of threads that connect them. And it's those threads that help you fashion your passion into a lovely coat to wear in the winter.
0: Yes, I love that. Lee. thank you so much for coming on this podcast. It has been a wonderful conversation. I'm so, so, so glad we could get this to work. For those of you listening, you guys know where to find me at Fashion Your Passion Podcast, on Instagram, at Sammy Beatrice, on Twitter. And you can find all of the extra podcasts and all of Lee's information at SammyReyes.com slash podcast. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you so much for tuning in once again to the Fashion Your Passion podcast. I hope you learned something from this episode. And if you did, don't forget to screenshot you listening to this episode, post on your Instagram story and tag me at Fashion Your Passion podcast. I love hearing what you learned as well. Do not forget to scroll down and leave a rating and review. I love to read those too and know what you guys are thinking about the podcast. Be sure to tell all of your friends about this podcast because I want to spread this to as many teens as possible. Thank you so much for listening and I'll talk to you guys next week.